Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to Dudes on Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Sharks! Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Game of Thrones today. Dude! (laughs) Dude! Dude, sharks. Dude. Exhilarating feeling. Like you've been exercised of demons. I did. I even shaved my playoff beard already because it's a new. (laughs) I turned over a new leaf. Oh, it's a new leaf, dude. It's a new beginning for the sharks. Also, it was really, really itchy and driving me crazy. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, (laughs) there's, there's the truth. (laughs) No, it's because the sharks turned over a new leaf, dude. That's the reason. They did, dude. The sharks win. The series against the Kings in Game 5 in L.A. How horrible we felt after losing Game 3. Those feelings are gone. How horrible we felt after watching them lose the lead in Game 5. Those feelings are gone. Dude, how horrible we felt in Game 4 watching the onslaught and watching the torture, dude. The Sharks have conquered the kings dude and are now waiting to see if they get nashville or anaheim next with the ducks dropping the game in nashville tonight yep that goes to a game seven which is exactly what we want whoever it is that's coming to sit coming to play the sharks uh will have been in a real dogfight. so i mean the sharks are in a great spot right now dude and it, you can't help but feel good about how this team played and responded to adversity in this series. That's right, dude. And I, I have to say, I know I said somewhat controversially, I would have rather the Sharks lose game three and win game four if they had to lose one of those two. And I got my wish, such as it was. And because I think it did show something important. They lost game three. It was a tough loss. But they came back and they won a game at home. That was, you know, really key. Obviously, if the the series was tied at that point, it would have been very scary. But the Sharks showed that resilience and they were able to come back and win a game at home and put themselves back on the right track. And we knew that they were a really good road team and they won again in L.A. They won three games in L.A. for the series. They won all all the L.A. games. So can't complain. No, dude. Uh, it it was torturous at times to watch, but I think what the Sharks have proven, at least in this first series, is that they are not the team from 2014 that blew the series against the Kings. This is a different team with so many different important players on this team, and they were not going to let that happen. They were better than the Kings. It was close. It was hard fought. Several of the games could have gone either way, but in the end, with a resounding 6-3 win in Game 5, in a game where the Sharks really pulled away in the third period in terms of you know, hanging on after a really tough end to the second period and just coming out great guns and getting that 5-3 lead, 
it was it was fun to watch, man. It was really fun to watch. I think I enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed the Detroit series when we beat Detroit and we went to the Western Conference Finals. That was a lot of fun. A highlight as a Sharks fan, and this this one's close. Yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily use the word fun, certainly not when I was watching it. It was more excruciating, but obviously it was exhilarating to see them respond the way that they did. But these games were entertaining. Would you agree? Absolutely. They were very entertaining. They were good games. There was tons of contact. It was a a relatively clean series. It was, you know, chippy and, and hard fought, but there were some there were definitely lots of good plays. There were some good goals. There was a lot of good goaltending. Um, you know, I think in a minute we'll talk about what the difference is from this Sharks team and the, and the team two years ago. But, you know, all the all the games were entertaining. Certainly the game in OT was a kind of a heartbreaking loss. But still, OT playoff games are always good. Um, and the Sharks managed to win, you know, the uh, three of the other games by a one-goal margin. And then, they, like you said, they managed to pull away after kind of a, a, a nail-biting second period where... It looked like okay, they've really seized the the momentum here. They got a three goal lead, and then that lead evaporated so quickly. Uh, and yet the Sharks were able to regain composure in the second period break. Come out. I thought the first couple minutes of the third period were very scary. The Kings had a lot of possession there, but to transition into one of the big differences from two years ago. I think the one guy that really stood out, especially during those two minutes, those first two minutes in the third period, was Martin Jones. It seemed like I didn't like the way that Sharks looked body language-wise coming out for the third period. I thought they looked a little scared. Martin Jones did not in the third period. He looked extremely composed. He looked very calm. He made good saves early in the period. And then the Sharks changed the game with the Donskoy goal and and they just sort of kept going from there. But I think Martin Jones sort of led that charge to the Game 5 win. I agree, dude. And I think you mentioned the other guy who is just a huge difference maker for the Sharks. Jonas Donskoy, this guy, is maybe not very well known in national NHL circles, but he's going to be, especially if the Sharks make a deep cup run. This guy could very well be on the radar of global NHL fans very soon just because he's he's timely dude he's clutch he shows up in big moments and that goal in the third period i mean that's that's a man's goal dude absolutely and this guy he he machoed up and he proved to be that type of role player that you see cup winning teams have not a star player but a role player who is able to chip in those important goals, that depth scoring that the Sharks have lacked in almost all their other cup chases. Donskoy is that player. Joel Ward has the ability to be that player. And Paul Martin was very good in several key situations. And I think the other word that you used for Martin Jones in terms of just being calming presence, I mean, Paul Martin never looks rattled ever true true and and having him as that stable defenseman playing with Brent Burns is obviously the perfect pair for the Sharks you have this one sort of wild card guy who will shoot nine times a game and score once 
and Paul Martin, who's there all the time in the right spot to maybe clean up some of those wild moments. And uh, he's been a very key player for the Sharks this whole year and certainly in the series. Um, you know, another player that we were missing two years ago that I know some fans uh, talked about, and certainly the Kings got a taste of it in this series, is the Sharks were missing Mark Edward Vlasic uh, two years ago for uh, about half the series or a little bit more. And I think one of the reasons the Kings didn't do as well as they wanted is because they were missing Alec Martinez. And if you're you're missing a top four defenseman of that caliber, it's not very easy to win. They tried the play Drew Doughty three quarters of the game strategy, which did not turn out well for them. There's a guy no. who can do it. It might be Doughty, but you know they had Doughty and Muzzin and and four other you know four other guys that they weren't that comfortable with basically. Yeah, and you know you're exactly right. I mean, I think for the Kings, they'll look at this, and their excuse will be no Alec Martinez, and and could that have made a major difference for them? Yeah, I mean, it, it probably would have. I mean, it, it would have made a difference. But uh, you can always point to almost any series, right, and circle a reason why a team didn't do well. Um, you know who else the Kings didn't have uh, was. Jonathan Quick, where the hell was Jonathan Quick, dude? Jonathan Quick, I mean, was I mean the Sharks have ownage on him right now. His stats for this series were horrible, and while he made some big plays at times, in the end, um, he did not have a good series. And I'm sure he's looking in the mirror right now, wondering what the hell happened. Right, and yeah, that that duel was clearly one by the sharks. So that's <laughs> always a little extra revenge there because I know quick has been sort of our nemesis for a lot of these past series. And, and he's one of those guys who seems like he can take over a series. And, uh, you know, there may be some more of those guys in our future when we get, get ahead to what the next round may entail. But, um, yeah, that, and, and Marion Gabrick wasn't himself. I mean, that's clearly another thing that they might point to if they were interested, but, you know, they had several players that really weren't... I think Toffoli didn't even score. Um, you know, Dustin Brown is is definitely tailed off his game. I think he's getting paid $6 million and he's scoring 10 goals a year. I'm sure they're not happy with that. So there's going to be some soul-searching there in the Kings organization here this offseason. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, search away. I hope that they search all the way out of the playoffs next year. So I mean, I. I, I think that it's a team that is, you know, potentially on the decline dude i mean they they've got a lot of questions and some of their players while they have some good young talent they have some players that are in a little bit of a crossroads in their career and we'll see they're not they're not going to be a lottery team dude but um will they be the big bad scary kings from now on i don't know you know but uh i feel good right now and and i i look around the nhl landscape dude and i look at what else is happening in the nhl in terms of what teams are left and you you can't help but feel the sharks are going to be very competitive moving forward yeah you mean you mean this postseason yes i mean i i think with the blackhawks losing tonight dude and the ducks being pushed to the brink in their series against the predators i look around at who could be left and I think to myself, dude, I think, why not the Sharks? Why not the Sharks? Yeah. 
I agree with you. I mean, the, the Blues obviously did better than I expected. I certainly expected Chicago to win that series. Um, but the Blues managed to gut it out. They they sort of caught Chicago unawares, it seems, in those early games. And, and Chicago sort of did that last year, I think, against Detroit. And they sort of said, oh, we can sort of turn it on whenever we want. And they weren't able to do that. Not totally. So... Yeah, the blue the Blues could be a worthy opponent, and and certainly Dallas, who won their series against the Wild, but that wasn't a, a series that really anybody thought was in doubt. The Wild were one of the worst offensive teams uh, in the NHL, or one, certainly in the lower third, and they were missing their top scorer in Zach Parise. It's kind of hard to win a lot of games if you can't score and you're missing your top scorer. That's true. I mean, but you you look at how. Minnesota scored. I mean, Minnesota scored uh, 16 goals in that series, especially late in the series. They scored a lot of goals, and uh, the goaltending and the defense of Dallas does not scare me at all. And, you know, it'll be very interesting to see if it's the Ducks or the Predators. I mean, I think Sharks fans will be waiting uh, for the next, you know, Game seven to see who it's going to be. Um, what what do we prefer at this point, dude? As do we want to go geographical and say you know the better opponent is the Ducks? It's a shorter travel. Um, as a, a Sharks fan, you want to maybe go through the Ducks and get that satisfaction of taking them out, or would you want the wild card team, the team that maybe has uh, the best goaltender? in the Western Conference that could be remaining in Pecorine uh, and might have the best defensive core in the Western Conference if they make it through in the Predators. Pick your poison. Yeah, it's it's tough. I was watching a little bit of the of Game 6, and uh, it, it seemed clear before that that, yes, we definitely want to play the Predators. Um, you know, the Ducks were a lot of people's pick to win the West this year. And some people even pick them to be a Stanley Cup favorite, and so, you know, I don't. I'm not proud. I don't think you get any extra points. No one remembers who, you know, Chicago faced in the second round last year. Nobody cares. Going through the Ducks, going through the hardest teams, you you get you don't get anything extra for that. You want to go. You want to have short series. You want to go through the easiest teams. If you can get a good draw, you get it. And if you can win the cup, that's all that matters. So, certainly my. Uh, my initial reaction was you definitely want to play the Predators in this case. Um, they're the lesser team. And the only thing that makes me uh, pause a little bit in terms of that call is, like you said, Pecorine. And he's a guy that can steal a series. Uh, you know, like Craig Anderson, and we've seen some of these guys just turn it on, and all of a sudden you're just not scoring. And I think – I. I I, you know, it comes to mind a, a particular game in Nashville this year the Sharks played, and they just couldn't get to Rene. Uh, and I believe they lost that game in Nashville. I can't remember exactly when it was, but you know, I that that makes me uneasy. If you run into a hot goaltender like that, sometimes it almost doesn't matter what else is going on. Well, like you said, you don't get bonus points no matter who you play. It's where you end up. So we're gonna find out soon. We're gonna know in the next two days who the Sharks are playing. Um, I mean, I think selfishly, I want it to be the Ducks just because uh, I would get great personal pleasure out of knocking both the Kings and the Ducks out of the playoffs. And then 
the the thought of a potential Blues Sharks like Chokers uh, All Star game, like Western, <laughs> Western Conference Final, of the most you know uh, disappointing teams in terms of not being able to close out like the big ticket in terms of getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like what a matchup that would be. Yeah. And can you imagine a world, dude, where it's the Capitals, Blues, and Sharks, and whoever mystery team? Like, like those three teams. Like, if one of them is even going to be in the Cup Finals, like, like, like those are the teams that you always talk about could do it, and they never do it. And then this year, you know, those teams are all still alive. Like, they may have a chance to make it to the end. So. We certainly don't want to jump ahead of our second round opponent because no matter who it is, it's going to be a tough battle, Ducks or Predators. Yeah. We're going to know soon, dude. We're going to know soon. Dude, one thing I, dude. I want to go back to in the Kings series is, is uh, some people mentioned it in the comments of, the, of last week's post is that the Sharks did not make any lineup changes and they almost didn't really make any line changes. Right. Uh, you know, do you... Do you credit that as a positive for the series? Or is this yes. something... Yeah, do you? Yes, I think that's a positive. I think that they had... You know, they were performing well. That they... The games where things happened, I mean, there was game flow and uh, momentum, which I know you're not a big believer in, but I mean, I think you could see the Kings just completely grabbed control of... of know a couple of these games in stretches the sharks were the better team for the majority of the game but there were stretches where the kings just they were just badgering the sharks with shots and pressure um but you know clearly they believe for this series and we'll see what happens in the next series that you know nick spalling was the better player than dinah zubris and will that be true in the next series, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure which way DeBoer will go, but um, I thought Spalling played well. Yeah, I thought he did too. And and they got they got pretty significant minutes. He got almost ten minutes in the overtime loss. Uh, you know, Tierney got eight minutes. Uh, Wingles got seven minutes. So not not a ton of of minutes, but that's certainly a lot more than the. Uh, you know, four and five minutes than we used to see the likes of Brown and 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 those kinds of guys get. And just being able to use your fourth line more, I think, sort of takes some pressure off everybody else. Before we move past the King series entirely, dude, I did enjoy seeing Logan Couture's quote after game five where he said this about what an L.A. Kings player said to him during the series. He said, during this series, someone on the Kings told me that they had us right where they wanted us. I wonder if they have us right where they want us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That was, I mean, that's, they can downplay it however much they want. That was an important series for that group of guys and the fans and the coaching staff. Right. To, even though they weren't here, they know how important that was for this franchise. I think my biggest concern moving forward, dude, and we talked about this the other night, is that this cannot be the Stanley Cup win for the Sharks. Like, beating the Kings cannot be the highlight of their season. Right. They need to emotionally find a way to put that behind them now 
and get up emotionally for the next series, which almost makes me wonder if the Ducks might be the better draw for the Sharks because you could see them possibly mentally check out if it's sort of a wah-wah opponent like the Predators. Right, and that's a good point. Yeah, the uh, you know the, the last thing you want uh, any player to feel is, well, we're just happy to be here because that's the kiss of death. Uh, you know, you see guys either say that or it seems like they feel it, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Um, oh, we're just happy to be here. Well, that means it's going to be a short series because uh, you need a lot more than happy to be here in order to to win four games against a, a worthy opponent. And and certainly all the, the teams left in the Stanley Cup playoffs are worthy opponents. Did we get any emails this week? I don't think we got emails. We got a lot of comments on the blog, which I, I try to read. Um, I usually read them all. Um, let me look. Maybe a certain... Oh yeah, we we got a couple. Tracy, um, Tracy uh, got uh, her two cents in. Um, she uh, she gave props, especially to Paul Martin, that we gave and props to, and Tomas Hurdle, who I think was uh, a, a pretty important player in the series as well. So um, we also got an email from Paul uh, saying, "Did you guys see Tyler Toffoli cup check Martin Jones on the handshake line?" I went back and watched it. I thought it was sort of the traditional uh, cup check, which usually involves a stick, but it wasn't. It was actually his hand, which I found interesting. <laughs> Unexpected. Let's put it that way. Unexpected. I think I read that those two guys are buddies, aren't they? I yeah. mean, I think they're they're good friends. So I, it's funny that at the end of what's probably a pretty bitterly disappointing moment, the Tyler Toffoli still found it in his character to hit his friend in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't look like it was too hard. It's not like, uh, you know, Jones would like, he like uh, didn't flinch or anything. You know, it wasn't one of those. <laughs> That's things. funny. Yeah. I mean, that I'd like to think that I would have the presence of mind to do that myself. But um, I guess maybe if when you've already won a cup, you don't care that much if you lose in the first round. Yeah, I suppose. Dude, like, uh, sec- the second question is, do you guys think this is the monkey off your back year, meaning St. Louis beats Chicago, Washington beats Philly, and eventually Pittsburgh? Well, certainly those two things have already happened. The Blues have already beaten Chicago, and Washington finally righted themselves and, and beat Philadelphia after Philadelphia put a little fear of God into them. But uh, you know, I think Washington clearly showed they were the better team in Game 6 and, and pulled away. But, uh, yeah, I think there was a little fear there. And, yes, sure. Washington will be facing Pittsburgh in the next series, who took care of the yeah. Rangers uh, pretty handily, I'd say. That's going to be a very entertaining series. I'm going to try and watch as much as possible. I think that Washington-Pittsburgh series clearly has the Eastern Conference Cup representative in it. Like, yeah. um, when you get to the who, the next round and you're facing, at that point, you'll be facing either tampa or the island which i i don't think either of them will be able to handle uh the caps or the pens whoever wins that series if they can stay healthy through it has a good shot to to go to the finals yeah pittsburgh looks pretty good malkin's back and he's healthy i think when you if you have malkin and crosby firing on all cylinders that's that's pretty tough but of course they're going to be facing ovi and backstrom who are uh, right, just as just as good. So yeah, they're Pittsburgh. 
D is is always going to be the question I'm going to raise, and then it'll be interesting to see if Flurry is healthy. Do they go back to Flurry? He's not healthy. I well, just read I read something today that he's still facing concussion system, so it will not be Flurry. At least I don't think so, early on in the series. Well, I mean, you never want a guy to be hurt, but for the Penguins, is that maybe a, a blessing? It could be. A lot of people don't really think Mark Andre Flurry is always cracked up to be so. But by most reports, he is a pretty fun guy to have around, and I think he's a, um, you know, a a, a good presence in the locker room and those kinds sure. of things. He's yeah. not like I most mean, goalies. Most goalies like yeah. don't talk to anybody, and he's the opposite. Yeah, it's certainly not a knock on his character, but I think he's been uh, circled and labeled as uh, part of the problem and not the solution for their last couple playoff failures and. You know, these kids that are in goal, like, you know, it'll be interesting for them to see if they're able to get to the next level with one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, then what happens? I mean, I think it's time to turn turn the turn the team over to one of those guys. So because of injury, it's happening. If Fleury gets healthy, what do they do? I mean, I guess they'll cross that bridge when they come to it. Yeah, I guess so. Dude, another thing, you know, since since Pittsburgh beat the Rangers, that means our boy DB22 is out. And sadly, he was scratched the final game of the playoffs. That is not a great thing to hear. Uh, you know, he's a very uh, decorated player, a great player, a long run in the National Hockey League for an undrafted player. Certainly, my favorite shark of all time, and it just really sucked to see that they didn't. They decided to put in Dan Girardi instead of Dan Boyle, and they played a couple of young defensemen instead. And by almost everything that I've ever I've read and heard, it, it doesn't sound like he'll be back. He's going to be retiring. But I just wanted to give a quick salute to Dan Boyle. I know there's a lot of other Dan Boyle fans out there, and and we still we still follow him, and we wish him the best. And you know, of course, we hope that maybe he'll find his way back to California and the wonderful weather here. And, and maybe he might be able to catch on with the sharks in some capacity. And it'd be great to have him out here. He's a hell of a player and very self-made, you know, he's one of those guys who just sort of pulled himself up as a smaller player in the late nineties when that was very much out of vogue and he managed to catch on and win a cup and be a, a dominant offensive defenseman for many years. So he'll be, it's sad to see him go. Here, here, dude. Here, here. Um, dude, in other news, the Islanders beat Florida. How shocked are you? I'm not that shocked. I mean, I think that was a pretty evenly matched series, and the Island has a ton of talent, and they've got John Tavares, and um, you know, I, I'm not that surprised. I don't think I think Florida was clearly the weakest one seed, you know, that was yeah in the playoffs. So, um. No, not not shocked. Disappointed because I have Florida, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, not shocked. I think I'm a little surprised. I'm a little more surprised than you. I thought Florida was definitely, you know, their record was quite a bit better, and and the Islanders had a little trouble even making it into the playoffs, and and so you didn't think that they would be able to do it. But I guess you know they are. Florida's a very young team. They're not. You know, they're still very much up and coming. They got a lot of great young players, and I'm sure we'll see them back in the playoffs next year. But uh, I thought they might be able to win that round. Um, didn't like their chances in the second round, whoever they would be facing. But uh, 
that's that's where it is. I'm gl- I'm glad my lightning managed to dispatch Detroit. Um, no no luck there, dude. For the rally behind Dotsuk nonsense you tried to spout here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at at what's left in the Vegas bet, dude, uh, you're uh, you're sitting in a pretty nice position right now. Um, you have the Islanders, you have the Penguins, you have Tampa Bay. I have Washington left. In the Eastern Conference, I feel good about having Washington left because I think they are still the favorite. But um, I've got to get out of that round with you and Pittsburgh uh, to feel fully comfortable. And then in the West, dude, um, you have Dallas. I have St. Louis. And then, you know, it'll come down to the Ducks and Predators. So it's possible that you'll have five teams remaining, dude, and I'll have two. Or we could be at four and three. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see, dude. So I think uh, I don't know if there's any other uh, any other topics you want to you want to broach here, dude. I mean, I guess it, pretty clearly Nashville is what we want. I'm still not convinced. Convince me, Nashville? Yes, really? No, I I I can't convince you. I, there's pros and cons to both, and and I think the reason why I'm leaning towards the Ducks, dude, is the reason that I said earlier is I think emotionally. The Sharks will not check out. They will not check out against the Ducks because there's so much history there with the cores of both teams just disliking each other immensely. But I think that I'm concerned that if it's the Sharks against the Predators, the Sharks start at home, the Predators come out here, and I just don't know if I like that formula. Like I, I, I just don't know if I like that formula as much. I think the Sharks will do better playing the Ducks because of the emotional component of that series. I think the other the other bonus, other positive for playing the Ducks is we're much more likely to see Angry Joe. Yeah. We, we saw some Angry Joe in the LA series a little bit here and there. Certainly there's been some Angry Joe history with the Ducks, him famously fighting Ryan Getzlaff, what, the opening face-off or whatever? Right, One of right. those games. Um, so having Angry Joe, I don't mind that at all. Angry Joe is good Joe. That's it's good and, Joe. Uh, so I guess if if it sounds strange to say it, but I guess I, in a way I'm kind of pulling for for the Ducks just because I think the Sharks. I think I think they would have a. I, I would pick them to beat either of the teams, but for some reason I just worry about the emotional letdown of playing the Predators. Like I think that that could be a bit of a trap. Yeah. And and if we the other thing is that if you go in terms of goaltending and D, uh, I'd certainly rather face the Ducks goaltending and D right now than the Predators. Uh, Yoshi, Yoshi and uh, Weber are a really tough pairing to go against, and they have Jackman, who's been you know maybe a little slower than he used to be, but you know he's still a pretty uh, pretty decent defenseman, and they got some other guys like Matthias Ekholm and things like that. So I think I'd much rather see um, Kevin Bieksa every night and cam fowler and cam fowler yeah i'm checking to kevin bx have played almost 20 minutes tonight so i don't i don't mind that at all cam fowler played 26 minutes so they're playing cam fowler like crazy it was minus one of course so yeah i i don't mind that and and they seem to have a, a slight goalie controversy josh gibson is was riding the pine i'm trying to see who started here um it was Anderson tonight. So yeah. So Gibson's riding the pine. They put in Anderson and uh, you know, 
I, I wouldn't mind having that be a bit of a distraction for the Ducks as well. All right, well, you heard it here, folks. We want the Ducks. We want the so, Ducks. I think that's 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 the verdict. I'm surprised right. I'm going this way, but I think I want the Ducks, dude. All right, dude. Well, we're going to find out very soon, and we'll be back uh, after first two games. Yep, probably after game right. two. We'll be back here, and uh, thanks, everybody, for still listening, and uh, go Sharks. Dude, go Sharks. Show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.